0: interior vault providing essential services like mobile shredding hard drive destruction file storage and disaster recovery protecting your information properly is just good business this is nl newsday with jeff andreas
1: All right, thanks for listening to NL Newsday here on this Tuesday, April the 13th. Nice sunny day in downtown Kamloops right now. All right, let's welcome to the program now the house leader of the official opposition. He's also your Kamloops North MLA, Peter Millibar. Peter, how you doing here this afternoon?
0: I'm doing well. It's nice and sunny down here in Victoria as well to hear everyone's weather
1: is up. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm ready for summer, and it can't come soon enough. So the fact that we're seeing temperatures get back up towards 20 is, is okay by me. All right, let's get into question period here because you guys had a pretty – Nice back and forth when it comes to this circuit breaker fund that was announced late last week by uh, the NDP, this uh, $50 million fund that it says will provide up to $10,000 in one-time payments to businesses that are struggling through this most recent round of COVID-19 restrictions. But from what I was hearing, and I'm still looking for some clarification on this myself, not really understanding exactly how that money is going to be divvied up, right? You were trying to find out if a business has, you know, X number of employees, how much money are they eligible for? We didn't really get an answer to that question today, did we?
0: No, and it's quite concerning. In, in all the background documents, uh, the government makes it very clear. If you have no employees, you qualify for $1,000, uh, two to four employees, $2,000, five to 99 employees, $5,000, and 100 employees or more, $10,000. So one would think it would be fairly uh, straightforward for the minister or the premier to answer a very direct question the case. Their own uh, headlines make it sound that way, and then their background documents Documents make it very clear that they expect the majority of businesses in British Columbia to qualify for $5,000. And so uh, it's a little disingenuous the way they're phrasing things and it's leading to frustrations with a great many uh, business owners who are finding out that they qualify for either the 2000 or the 5000 after continually hearing uh, $10,000.
1: Yeah, so have you heard from from any businesses yet to this point to know this application process just opened up? But I imagine you've heard from some concerned business owners who were saying, I could really use up to $10,000 and I'm not going to say no to just the $2,000 that apparently I'm eligible for. But, man, I was expecting a heck of a lot more.
0: Well, that's exactly what we're hearing from. And we're, and we're hearing disappointment as well. And, and another thing that the, the minister wouldn't clarify and, and and be upfront about is that, in fact, the $50 million to fund this program is coming out of the $345 million small business uh, recovery program that uh, my colleague Todd Stone has been highlighting at, mm-hmm. uh, at, at, at length about how hard it has been for the government to try to get the money out the door because it's, it's just a bureaucratic nightmare. And so this money is actually out of that fund. The, the government didn't even want to acknowledge that today in question period, that in fact this is not new money, um, that this is uh, them still trying to attempt to get money out the the door that we approved in the legislature 13 months ago unanimously, and they still haven't found a way to get it into the hands of, of businesses that are struggling.
1: Yeah, how upsetting is it the fact that the the $50 million pot that's being tucked in the Circuit Breaker Fund is actually just money coming from, from another another pot, right? It's not new money, it's just be, money being reorganized here to make sure it gets out. That's not what you were hoping to see. You want new supports, right? Not just a changing in how those supports are going out.
0: Well, absolutely, and and uh, all along, the reason it's important is all along, the government has said that the, the couple times they've had a change to change this program now um, would lead to uh, it be fully expended and the money out the door and that businesses would be able to better access it. Uh, that is not what we're seeing happen in practice, and so they are finding a different way yet again to try to re-announce the same money at a time when their, their uh, health orders, and we understand the health orders, uh, the businesses I hear from uh, fully understand why the orders came in like they did what they don't understand is why the government didn't have contingency plans of support ready to go for those businesses that would be impacted by by health orders when they get brought in. they've had 13 months to figure out okay if if the public health officer says we need to do this for public safety people understand that the government needs to figure out how the government can bring in uh, a support program at the same time uh, instead of them seeming like they're being taken by surprise as well uh, as the businesses are.
1: And uh, last question on on this particular subject, but uh, I heard you ask this question as well, or, or someone from the Liberal Party did ask this question, was just, you know, if this 50 million is used up pretty quickly, what are the plans to, you know, make more money available? Is there even something that's on the table to allow that to happen? I asked Minister Calon when I had him on the show last week about the Circuit Breaker Fund, that exact thing, and he wouldn't commit to anything basically saying, well, we'll see what happens here and go from there, but, you know, kind of disappointing not to hear maybe uh, at least that there's some thought being put into what happens if this $50 million dries up quicker than they expect.
0: Well, I, I think everyone expects that this $50 million will. Uh, they finally have... Uh program for funding that is uh, fairly easy to access. Uh, The problem is uh, what happens if April 19th comes and goes and and, uh, these restrictions are extended. Uh, We're hearing rumors that there could be further restrictions, uh, tightening of restrictions coming up as early as this week. And so I, I think it's that uncertainty that just keeps getting fostered as the government moves forward. And again, uh, they should be developing uh, what-if scenarios in the background ready to go so that if Bonnie and Dr. Henry uh, decides to to suggest or recommend different health orders, uh, the government says, okay, we're ready to go with a plan to address that for the impacted businesses and workers um, that are, are uh, uh, impacted by these decisions. And, and they're not doing that. I mean, this circuit breaker has no money for employees either. So we have 110,000 uh, hospitality workers that were essentially laid off a week and a half ago with no notice, um, and still no supports from the provincial government for any of those people. And that's the age cohort. The premier keeps admonishing, telling them that they need to do better for, for the premier's age bracket.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I feel attacked sometimes. I'll say that much. Um, Peter, while I have you on the line yesterday, we did get another speech from the throne. Uh, it was a, another, it felt like a quite a quite a lengthy speech there coming from uh, Lieutenant Governor Janet Austin. And I think when we had the one, what was it, five months ago now? It wasn't that long ago. We had the last speech from the throne that what felt really, really long. And I think you and I talked about it, just saying it's weird to hear these throne speeches going on as long as they have. Usually they're, they're you know, 15 to 20 minutes or something along those lines, but they've been going quite a bit long. Than that, But uh, with that in mind, just anything in there that kind of came as a surprise or, or anything that stuck out to you from yesterday's speech from the throne that uh, you wanted to highlight or, or maybe something was missing in there where you're saying, why was that not acknowledged?
0: Well, I, I think there was a lot missing uh, from previous throne speeches in that uh, they've taken away any uh, measurable uh, uh, benchmarks that they are trying to set. So they, they're no longer talking about numbers of housing units that they're going to achieve. They're no longer talking about uh, ten dollar daycare across the board. Uh, other measures like that. They had no reference again uh, with Clean BC, where the missing twenty five percent of the Clean BC plan for emission reductions is going to come from. Um, the surprise, I guess, was that. Um, you know, this is their fifth throne speech and they have uh, talked about the same things now for five throne speeches in a row and not delivered them. Uh, At some point, people, you know, this is a second term government now. Uh, I think people's expectation would be that there would actually be um, some advancement of of these goals as opposed to basically uh, shrinking down the expectation level of the same uh, deliverable and getting rid of any measurable uh, area that, that people could point to and say whether or not they're succeeding uh, within their programs or not.
1: Uh, Peter, I uh, had more questions for you, but unfortunately I am out of time. i got to get set for the 4.30 news. So thank you so much for this this afternoon. Always love having you on the show, and we'll maybe talk budget sometime next week. But uh, thanks for doing this today. You betcha. Anytime. Right, awesome stuff. There is Peter Milibar, the uh, House Leader for the Official Opposition, and your Kamloops North MLA.